Welcome back to the study of uh, the letter to the Hebrews. We are going to be studying, continuing from our past study. We're going to, we left off on verse five. So we're going to pick up uh, chapter one, verse six. And here uh, we're going to see a lot of things about angels. Angels are always a point of interest. People get very fascinated about angels and you know who they are, what they are, their role, and we're going to cover some of those things in this study. The primary focus, though, is the Lord Jesus and to establish who he is and what he's accomplished. And this was something that was needed to be uh, reinforced to the Hebrew believers at that time, and it's also something that we need to keep straight in our minds. So we're uh, going to be um, looking at that a lot more closely. So we started off by in uh, chapter one, um, it, it talked about the Lord Jesus and how God had spoke to man and how he's interacted with man in various ways. Um, and then we began in uh, verse four, how that Jesus, his ministry is superior to that of angels. We talked about the role of angels and uh, how the role of angels in the Hebrew worship was very prominent uh, and not so much with uh, the church, but very much with the uh, Hebrew religion uh, prior to the new covenant. So uh, this was, it makes sense. It's a logical progression that to show all the characteristics of the Lord Jesus and his ministry and how that it's superior to all the things that have been shown in the past, how that he fulfilled those things, how he's superior to those things, and how the worship that we have now, the access that we have to him now, is superior to the access that was uh, had under the old covenant with the sacrifices and the priesthood. And now we're, we're seeing a fulfillment, the next step, the next phase in our development. You know, God spoke in sundry times in diverse manners and now this is how he's speaking today through uh, the father is speaking through his son so it's really uh, to comfort us and give us a great sense of joy and um, that comes through the understanding we have to understand the word we have to understand the truth it's really easy to get you know very excited about things and uh, experiences and that's something that was very much a part of the Hebrew um, faith prior to uh, the Lord Jesus coming during the uh, Old Testament economy. It was a lot of experiences. You would go to the temple. You would experience putting your hand on this animal and then the animal's uh, being throat being cut and you'd see the blood. And there's a lot of, you know, interaction. Um, and now there's faith. There's just uh, trusting and, and believing and acting on faith. The, taking that animal to the uh, temple to be sacrificed on behalf of whatever sin offering that you were taking it for, that was an act of faith. You had to believe to do that. But now, um, the Lord said, take my yoke because it's easy. Uh, now, you don't have to do that. He says, I've done all that for you. Now he only requires of us to believe. So we've gone from uh, 
belief with actions very specific according to the law to now belief that is based on uh, the actions of our working our salvation outwardly where other people can see it uh, where people will see the fruit of the spirit we now have the indwelling of god the holy spirit and people should see the spirit working in us and through us so that's where we are now so let's uh um, take up where we left off in verse 6 uh, as the writer of the letter of the Hebrews is establishing the superiority of Jesus over angels uh, in verse 6 and again when he bringeth in the firstborn the first begotten into the world he saith and let all the angels of God worship him so here we see um, the angelic ministry um, worshiping him so the worship is to be directed towards him this is this is showing the exalted status of the Lord Jesus now for us from our perspective several thousand years away from when this letter was written that may seem very matter-of-fact but don't lose sight of the fact that the Lord Jesus walked among them. These people knew him. And so they needed to see that, you know, he was above all these things. He was the fulfillment and that all those things were just pointing towards him. And so, you know, the angels were um, separated from mankind. They're on a spiritual plane. There's a lot of a mystery surrounding the angels and so you compare that to Jesus who we know he grew up with us you know he went to school with me um, he came over and he fixed something in my house so um, there needed to be this full understanding of who he is whereas we completely understand I think in a different way because we only know him through God, the Holy Spirit. So that's what he told to Thomas. He says, Thomas, you believe because you saw me. Blessed are those who believe and don't see me. That's us. So we have a different um, uh, access or uh, we've been introduced to the Lord Jesus in a different way through the gospel. So so but but keep in mind, these Hebrew believers needed this. And we do. We also need it because it's it's very easy for people to get wrapped up in the things surrounding the Lord Jesus. You know, people can get wrapped up in the the awesomeness of heaven and um, the angel the angelic ministry and all the things, the power being manifested by the Spirit. You know, around you, you can get caught up in that and not realize that you're you're kind of missing the forest for the trees that. All of those things come from him. Those are gifts that he's given to us. So we need to praise him and to be uh, worshiping him. Just like it says here in verse 6, um, that the, uh, um, the angels of God worship him. So that establishes his place. He is above the angels. But just to reinforce that, the writer is going to continue on. And give more examples so that there's there will be no doubt. Um, verse seven, 
And of the angels, he saith, in contrast, who maketh his angels a spirit and his ministers a flame of fire. So in verse six, they're worshiping him, but the angels, they are, are, are uh, ministers. Uh, they're spiritual. They live on a spiritual plane. And it says their ministers are a flame of fire. So that's a reference to Psalm 103. Um, and let's take a look at that. Psalm 103 says, Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. So this is a, the kind of the, the writer is uh, elaborating on that psalm, but has definitely a reference there. And then in verse 8, it says, But unto the Son, in contrast, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is, is the scepter of thy kingdom. And, you know, like we saw back um, in the last lesson, uh, his throne is eternal. Uh, it's an eternal throne. And um, he has a scepter. All of this speaks of rule. So it shows the, the, the stark contrast between um, angels that do his bidding. They worship him. They're spiritual ministers. But he has the scepter of the kingdom. In verse 9, Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. So we see there's clearly a contrast being made between the angels and their role and the role of the Lord Jesus. But I think we need to spend a little time here in verse 9. So here we see, um, I think, something that's very important. Uh, thou hast loved righteousness, thou hast hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. The key word there for me is fellows. Because we're talking about the difference between the angels and the Lord Jesus. And the writer is establishing the fact that the Lord Jesus is above the angels, that they are ministers, they worship him. So who might the fellows be? Well, that word that is translated fellows means to be entangled. So these individuals that are being spoken of are joined or entangled with the ministry of the Lord Jesus. Um, they are, you know, they've been made to be equal in a sense. And I think that's clearly a reference to man because the angels don't have that privilege. And here I think is a very key verse to what it is that is being revealed uh, here. It's not just that Jesus is superior to angels, but that he has made us through his ministry of reconciliation superior to angels. He has given us um, all the blessings in the heavenlies above even the angels. So that's definitely something that's being um, said here and established 
that it's not just that Jesus is above the angels, but we through him have now been elevated above the angels. And I think that as we uh, proceed, if you kind of keep that in your back of your mind, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome to, to think about that. That's part of this new economy that we have been uh, placed in Christ. And in Christ, we're above the angels, just as he's above the angels. That's definitely what's being said here. In verse 10, And thou, Lord, in the beginning, has laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. Clearly establishing that the Lord Jesus created all things. Verse 11, um, They shall perish, but thou shalt remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. So this is definitely part of the revelation that we have that uh, at the end of the thousand year reign, uh, the millennial kingdom, that we're going to get a new heaven and a new earth, that he's going to basically destroy heaven and earth and make it new. Uh, what that new heaven and earth is going to look like, we don't know. But we do know that it's going to happen and that it's effortless for him and that he has the power as well as the authority to do it. Um, that's clearly established. Uh, verse 13, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies, enemies thy footstool. So um, he's never said that to any angel. <laughs> and that's kind of what's being insinuated by the way the verses is uh, being uh, given. You know, uh, it's like, you know, when has he ever said anything like that to any angel? He hasn't. There's, It's never happened. Because that is the right and privilege of the Lord Jesus. That's what he's been given. Um, and it's directly related to our redemption. To the redemption of man. That he has been uh, given to sit at the right hand of the Father. And... That's where he is right now. That's his current ministry. Uh, he's advocating us uh, on our behalf. He's representing us in a high priestly ministry. And that is a place and a privilege that is uh, his, that the Father has given him. And uh, it establishes the fact that he is above all things, clearly. And verse 14 uh, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Speaking of angels. So um, angels have very specific ministry. They have a very specific role. And um, they are subjugated to God, just like we are. We're, we are beneath him in every way. Um and this clearly establishes that the Lord Jesus is above all things. But it also establishes the fact that we in Christ share in this exalted place. That 
Certainly, we cannot sit on the throne. That throne is exclusive. It's for God. But in Christ, we have a position, an exalted position in service. And that's part of what we'll be doing in eternity is uh, serving him in a glorified uh, position. What that position is going to be exactly, we don't know. We know that there's 24 thrones that are around his throne and those we believe uh, belong to the 12 sons uh, of Israel as well as the 12 apostles. That is um, what we believe based on what the scripture has told us. Um, we don't know that for sure, but there's definitely 24 elders. And uh, the Lord Jesus told the disciples that they would be ruling alongside with him and in the kingdom. And so it's, it's uh, I think, pretty safe to say that that is um, the fact that there's 12 sons of Israel and 12 apostles. That's not a coincidence. And there's 24 thrones. So clearly it's established that Jesus is above the angels and that the angels have a specific ministry, but it's a ministry of service. That's all it's ever been. That's all it will ever be. That is uh, what's been clearly revealed here. So I'd like to look at this aspect of our role in Christ and how that we have been elevated. If you look, uh, if you go back to the beginning with Adam, Adam was placed on the earth and he was given dominion over the earth. He was given dominion over the animals, over everything. And he lost that dominion. Sin came in and it robbed us of that place. So that's why for us, it's kind of foreign. Man naturally wants to rule the earth. That's something that's a desire because I believe it's something that is a part of who we are as descendants of Adam. But because of sin, we lost that place. Um, and through the Lord Jesus, I believe that we will gain back what we lost in Adam through sin and more. And that's the purpose of the Lord Jesus coming to earth. Uh, in the form of a man. It says that in the first Adam, we all died. In the last Adam, there's life. Uh, he came to redeem, fully redeem what was lost by the first Adam. And he is the last Adam. There will be none after him. And so part of his ministry was to take us from this fallen, weak, uh, helpless state and to bring us to a point to where we're uh, exalted in Christ with him. So as he is exalted above the angels, so are we. And I think if we keep that in mind, it will open up an understanding to, to a lot of other things that relate to our life, to our the warfare that we're engaged in as we um, attempt to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord Jesus. 
uh, if we just keep in mind that, you know, the, the writer here to the Hebrews is not spending all of this time establishing the Lord Jesus as uh, above the angels solely for the purpose of communicating the fact that he's above the angels. It's, it's pretty clear that he wants us to know that we have a place of, of exaltation in Christ. And we're, he's pulling back kind of the veil a bit and allowing us to see something about our future. And the Hebrew believers needed to see that because they were enduring a lot of trial. And we need to see that. We need to get our eyes off of our current situation, whatever is going on in our lives. And we need to see that this is not what God has purposed us for. We're not going to spend eternity here on earth. You know, our citizenship is in heaven. And God has a greater purpose for us. And if we keep that, in our minds and in our hearts, it'll make us to look to him so that we can fulfill his whatever purpose he has for us in our life now. Um, in light of the fact that this is only temporary. And so we only have the time that we have on the earth now to serve him in this way. So it should embolden us and make us courageous to be able to minister to other people and to you know, fulfill his purpose and to witness and tell people about the Lord Jesus and about what he's done in our life and how that he is the only answer to the sin problem. Because everybody has the sin problem. That's one thing that you don't ever have to worry about. You don't have to worry about ministering to someone and think, well, maybe they don't have a sin problem. They do have a sin problem. And it's a problem and they deal with it in a lot of different ways. Some people drink, some people use drugs. Um, there's a lot of different methods, but none of it works and they know it. And so we can present to people the true answer. And that is the Lord Jesus. He is the only way. He says, I am the way of the truth and the life. He is the only way to overcome sin. It's in his uh, life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's the truth. That's the only victory that anyone can have is in him. And once you're placed in Christ, you have all things before you. All the, all the joys and uh, the hope, the sure hope of, that comes with salvation. You have God, the Holy Spirit, to minister and to strengthen and to teach and to guide you through life. And um, you have joy. You have the manifestation of the Spirit, which is the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy. You know, hope, long-suffering, um, all the things that are needed to be able to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord Jesus we have through God, the Holy Spirit and his ministry. And you can only receive this through the gospel. And that's the message that we've been given to share. And it's really that simple. You know, just believe God. Just believe the Lord Jesus. So 
Um, hopefully, uh, this um, kind of brief look at this part of Hebrews has been helpful uh, in understanding. I think there's a lot more here that we're going to see as we continue on, but I want to make sure that I give the proper um, attention to it. So, in conclusion, um, Jesus is superior to the angels, and we were placed in Christ, and now we share in the future glory that, that's before us in Christ. And it's all because of the work, the person, and the work of the Lord Jesus. And this should be a great encouragement to us as it was to the Hebrew believers to recognize that we have this new access, this new knowledge that uh, not only are we a people of God, but individually we are his fellows. We are entangled with him. And if you're ever concerned or worried about anything, just remember that the Lord Jesus is there with you and he's in control of all things and that you can give it to him. Uh, he can handle it. He's resting on a throne, glorified. There's no issue that you have, large or small, that's anything but a small thing for him. It's large, if it, if it worries you, it's important to him because he loves you and he's concerned about you and he doesn't want you to worry. But you can certainly give it to him and he can handle it. So with that said, we'll take up uh, Hebrews chapter 2 on the next lesson. But uh, I hope that um, you have learned something that you didn't know maybe through this lesson and uh, if you did know these things, that they will stir up your righteous mind by way of remembrance. Let's close. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for revealing these things to us. Uh, I pray, Father, that you would take my um, efforts and glorify yourself in them. I know that uh, uh, you will do this. You honor your word and you send it out with power and we thank you for providing for us in every way and giving us this spiritual food. It's in Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen.